Hello, friends. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Niall Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and we turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions online, topics of sex and dating, we answer them for you guys. Or we find the same questions from our incredible listeners and we answer them again. Wait. Nailed it. What? (laughs) (laughs) I made it sound like we only find them. I don't know. We find them online or we get them from our incredible listeners who, might I add, have never been more incredible than the last week. Yeah. I mean, we, I don't want to say we really bungled our launch, but we didn't realize there was a verification process for Patreon. We bungled it a little bit. It definitely wasn't live when we said it might have been live. Don't worry. This time it is live and it has been live for almost a week. Um, but so far, we already have six patrons, which is fucking amazing. Like, I wish I could, like, just teleport you into my body so you could feel the gratitude that I'm feeling because it's incredible. And we really, 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 really appreciate it. So thank you to everybody who has already signed up to support us. And thank you to everyone who will sign up to support us. Just in case I, you know, because we're recording this before you hear it. So if you signed up in the interim, I'm still thanking you. Yeah, I also want to note that it's technically only been live like a little over a day and we have six. I know we said that's that actually been, true, right? Yeah. Like it, it's been live for a week when you hear this. But for us currently, it's been it's been live for like just a little over a day. Um, so as now said, thank you. It's so fucking cool uh, to see you guys supporting us. Um, and it really does mean a lot for us. If you do want to contribute and uh, join, uh, you just head over to patreon.com slash F buddies or you can visit our website at fbuddiespodcast.com and there's a Patreon link that you can click and it'll bring you right to the page. Um, just a little uh, glimpse. Uh, for $3, you become a patron of the show. Uh, you get our undying love and support. For $7 a month, uh, you get a bonus episode uh, called Pillow Talk, which is us being a little more loosey-goosey with the rules. We, we kind of go a little more free flow. When you get that uh, once a month, you get a bonus episode of that. Um, and for thirteen fifty, you get the bonus episode. You get our undying love, and you also get uh, priority question access. So you can, uh, anytime you send in a question, yours will go to the top of the list. Ready for a question, Dane? I sure am. Did you ever watch Supernatural? I watched the very first episode and like the first five minutes of the second episode. Okay. Uh, this is by, this is from the Supernatural subreddit. If you're as hot as Dean, do girls act like that in real life? All right, so stupid question. I started the show and I'm season one, episode 20. I was just wondering, do guys think that in real life, girls hit on you as easily as Dean if you're that good looking? Question could seem stupid because it's a show. I was just asking myself, anyone that hot could confirm? Guy barely has to smile and he already won. Thanks. Is Dean Jensen Ackles or the other one? Jensen Ackles, yes. Okay, I mean... I'm not as hot as Jensen Ackles, so I don't... That's the thing. No one is. No one can answer this question. (laughs) Um, There's... I mean, like, I'm sure there are guys out there who who do not have to put in a whole lot of effort in their life, but it's it's the James Bond effect. It's the, you know, leading man effect of... You want your main character, especially if the, the you know, one of their traits is like being a, a seductive womanizer. Of course, women are going to be pulled to him because they're written that way. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like I mainly just found the question very funny, but it's like there's such a danger in looking at TV and stuff and taking it so realistically. Yeah, um, it, it's it's nothing is ever going to be like that because that isn't reflecting real life whatsoever. It's a show. Doing this podcast has actually really ruined a lot of TV romances for me, especially like ones from older shows, because nine times out of ten on screen romances are the most toxic, mm-hmm. manipulative, uh, just like no communication. Like nine times out of ten, any problem, any on screen couple like any problem they have could have been solved with like a five minute conversation of being like, Oh, actually, no, here's what happened. Cool. Uh, from my point of view, this is what happened. And then just, you know, trusting each other. And like literally nine, nine out of 10 shows just wouldn't have a plot. Yeah. I, it's funny I, as well, because I saw a post on Twitter and it was basically like, Oh, everybody complaining that like all the relationships in YA are like toxic. It's like, yeah, they're meant to be toxic. No one wants to read about like, blah 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 and i'm like i i disagree and i hate that because like for example one of the most 
kind of like popular YA novels of the last while. Um, I don't know if I should name it because I don't know. Um, but either way, uh, the person who wrote it, she has a romance between the main ca- main lead, who's a female, and this guy who beats her. He like kicks the shit out of her and then goes to the next chapter and she's like, oh my God, he's a dreamy, romantic, like blah, blah, blah. And like the fans love him and ship them. And I'm like, he kicks the shit. Like, yes. and it's not even like they spar and he's like, you know, showing like, you know, there's no excuse for it. There's nothing. And it's like, it's consistently terrible. And people always portray it as being good. And it's like, no, the, like the reason why this shouldn't be the case is because you're teaching people the wrong thing. You know, I mean, it's like, all good for you to be like, no, it's meant to be bad. And it's like, yeah, but you're portraying it as good and you're putting people into the head of this person who says it's good. And I don't know. I, I fucking hate it. I look at like any of the big uh, like Fifty Shades, Twilight, like, yeah, all those relationships are so Twilight, it's stalking pedophilia, breaking and entering like, you know what I mean? Because like he's hundreds of years old and she's not legal. Yeah. You know, like he breaks into her home and watches her sleep and that's portrayed as romantic. Fucking Christian Grey like stalks her to her like family home and like messes with her finances and shit, doesn't he? Didn't we do this before? Yeah, I mean, like the whole thing of him like signing it, like she signs a contract that only he like gets to see or so. I, I like I don't know the whole details, but like the whole thing is a like laughable farce of what an actual like dom sub relationship mm-hmm. is like n- at no point in time is it a realistic portrayal or a healthy portrayal of a you know dom sub relationship it's and, and like that's it, it we've come a long way from what the question has asked but you need to understand uh, especially when basing your life on tv shows and media and stuff it's like you're never going to have the success that a character who is being written by someone else has like Mm -hmm. you will never be as wanted as a main character in a romance book. Yeah. Cause it's wish fulfillment and it's unrealistic. And it's also like your existence isn't solely dependent on that. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, like the whole reason this character exists is to be, you know, the womanizer or to be the object of desire. Like that's now to be fair, he does also kill ghosts. You know, yes. some to rest. Yep. He salts and burns a lot of bones. So it's not his only thing, Dane. It's come on. I was speaking more. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to make a funny supernatural joke. To be fair, Great show, by the I way. I don't think I've ever seen him fight a ghost. I don't remember what the first thing in the. The first episode is, in fact, them fighting a ghost. Yeah, Dane, you fair fool. enough. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember there's a fire. Where's that? There's a lot of fires. They got some real nice, like, fire effects going. <laughs> Good job, Supernatural. Yeah, you did it. I'm probably the only but- podcast host who hasn't watched Supernatural, I feel like. <laughs> You know what? If we reach our first goal, I'll make Dan watch Supernatural. <laughs> uh, I do need a new show. It's very good. Are you ready for a question? Yeah. This comes from Accomplished Table 34. I want to have sex, but my parents want me to wait till I'm 21. I'm 19 and I'm about to be a sophomore in college. I'm leaving for the dorm soon and my mom knows I have a boyfriend. I feel ready to have sex with him and he's a really good guy. There's a lot of stigma around having sex in my family because there's a history of abuse and abortions. However, I know to use birth control and a condom, but they still want me to wait. But I think because I have sex with him that I'm going to be controlled by him. If I'm being honest, I really don't think that will happen. And I really want to do it. And I feel like I'm ready to do it with him. But my parents' advice is kind of making me feel guilty about wanting to do it. If anyone has any advice, please help. I'm really conflicted. Unfortunately, I maybe I shouldn't. Maybe this shouldn't be my advice, but like I don't think you should always do what your parents want you to do. No, you know? um, I I think your sex life has nothing to do with them, and the very fact that you know why they're saying this, and also you know how to you know not fall into those same circumstances, seems positive to me. And it's like you're going in with your eyes open. You know, you you're old enough. You're 19. That's you know not young really. It, like in terms, you're not like too young or anything. You're definitely old enough to make decisions. You're going to university. It's like, you don't have to fucking tell them, but you are old enough to make your own decisions. And it's like, once you do it safely and responsibly, and again, you mentioned birth control, so you seem to know that, I see absolutely no reason with, no reason for you to wait. If you feel ready and you do the healthy thing, such as listening to this podcast or, you know, just doing some research and making sure that you do have birth control and that you also use it and that you use it properly, fuck it. Do, do what you want to do. Also, like the arbitrary difference between being 19 and 21. Yeah, that's insane. Also, it's like, did this just happen? Or uh, on 20, like, 21, are they going to like call you and be like, hey, you can do it? Yeah, you are now, you know, they bring you a candle that just says you could fuck now. 
Yeah. Like on your cake, your birthday cake. It's just like, you can fuck today. Yeah, I feel like it's an arbitrary ask and it's not their place to do it. And again, as Dane says, 21 to 19, what's the fucking difference there, really? Like, it'd be different if you're being like, you're you're 14. Please wait, you know, until you're 18. I still think that, like, they don't really get that. But at least it's like being like, you're still a teenager. Like, at least wait until you're of legal age. Yeah, you know I mean, like, 14 is, is pretty fucking young. Any yeah. way you shake it, you know, um, but like to to split hairs, uh, the difference between 19 and 21 is two years like that. Like, I don't think much is going to change from then the only, till now. The only thing I could think of is that they're worried you're going to like drop out of university or something as a result of maybe getting pregnant or making bad decisions because yeah. of your relationship or whatever. But it's like, you know, again, that that could happen anyway. And that's on you to either happen or not happen. Right. But so like, it's like, you know, like even if, you know, she has sex at 21, gets pregnant, like whatever the plan was after college is probably also going to get disrupted. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. it, it is an arbitrary. Oh, no, I, I totally agree. I just think like for me, that's probably the only thing that might even make a lick of sense. See, I think it's probably just like they're probably American and 21 is like the mm-hmm. is the drinking age. And that's your, like your adult age, even though you can vote and all that shit when you're 19, I think. Yeah, fucking drive. Yeah. So it's I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think parents once you're an adult i don't think parents have the right to control your sex life or dictate uh what is what you're ready for or what you can handle like i think that is far beyond and hopefully their intentions are are admirable and it's not just like we can't we can't handle another embarrassment you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. hopefully it's not just a control thing right yeah so hopefully it's not that side of things hopefully they're just like you know maybe you have an older sister that went through some shit and they're just want to protect you and make sure that you don't go through the same, but it's also unfair to put the, you know, other mistakes or, you know, circumstances of another person on you as if every person is destined to like, if you don't follow a set path, you're going to do the exact same thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Also you have sex and now you're going to be controlled by someone. That's a kind of a wild yeah, uh, thing to go to. It seems like a very strange family feeling about sex as well so yeah sex does not make you give up your autonomy usually and if it does i'm not sure we can help you i assume it is related to the abuse that she mentioned like yeah you know again probably an older sister or you know another sibling probably can be abused before you fuck you know what i mean like that's abuse definitely like like sex isn't the on or off switch for abuse you know, it might be evolved, but it's like you can fucking abuse people no matter what. So that's also kind of arbitrary. Um, I feel like sex is one of those things where it's like people outside forces should be like kept to a minimum. It's like if someone was like, hey, you need to go fuck. And you were like, I'm not ready. We wouldn't even talk about this. We'd be like, no, that's insane. Yeah. You know, so the fact that you are ready and you seem comfortable and you have a boyfriend and you're confident and aware and taking things into account and you're an adult. Fuck it. I think you should go for it and you don't necessarily even need to tell them because, again, it's your sex life, right? Yeah, you're living off. You're like you're not living in the house. So there's no chance of you getting caught. Like as long as you're being responsible and safe and, you know, you are confident that this is what you want. I don't Mm -hmm. think there's any harm in in pursuing a sexual relationship with your boyfriend at this point Mm -hmm. in time. And you know what? If anything does go wrong, don't then feel like you can't contact your family if you need help or advice or anything like that, you know? Because fuck it, people make mistakes and it's like by the sounds of it, other people have. So it'd be really shitty of them to judge you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just just in case worse comes to worse, you know, I don't want anyone to feel trapped in a like because then it retroactively becomes a bad decision. And you're like, they were right. And you'll feel guilty and shitty and like you can't come clean to them. And it's like being safe and being cared for is more important than possible like shame that you might feel or you know i told you so's yeah so don't let that hold you back just in case things do go bad but like it sounds like you have your head on your shoulders pretty firmly so do what feels right for you and do it safe yep this is by tower dependent 9806 worst sex he has ever had we were playing that piccolo game and things led to one another my boyfriend said to his friends how i'm the worst sex he's ever had when i'm on top yikes i don't know what to think or say to him what what's the piccolo game that's a great question. Is it just like a... Isn't that a Dragon Ball Z character, Piccolo? It's Piccolo, right? Pretty sure it is. 
It's a hilarious party game, and teams are one by one, answer questions, follow the rules, no matter how wild and crazy they get. Whether you're at the bar, hanging at home, Piccolo will be your best friend at every party. So I assume it's like an adult-like question game. Yes, I think I played this, actually, with uh, Amanda and her friends one day at a bar. It's just like, it's almost like Cards Against Humanity, but... When you pull a card, mm-hmm. you have to like answer. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's it just sounds like he either you know were you guys drinking? Like it's not a good thing to say. You should never tell your sexual partner in front of friends that they're not good in bed, regardless of how you actually feel. Mm-hmm. Even if you're going to tell them they're they're bad in bed or whatever, it's like that's a conversation you should have in private and you should have it like tactfully. Yeah. It's, it's one that needs to be dealt with. You know, there needs to be a little bit of comfort. There needs to be some, some bubble wrap around that conversation in order, because like sex is, as you'll see with pretty much all my questions today, sex (laughs) is a pretty sensitive subject for a lot of people. And a lot of people have a weird relationship with it. And you telling them that they are the worst you've ever had is not going to make that any better. Yeah. And that's the thing, even if there weren't other people around, just blurting it out suddenly, not great. But like with friends and putting them on the spot at a party, like that's a super shitty thing to hear and feel. And like, there's no like, oh, he's playing the game. At least he played it well, because that's not playing the game well. You know, that's shit. And also, like, even if that is like in the rules, you should be able to, as a human being, understand like that sometimes other people's feelings come before like a game. You know what I mean? You ever heard of a, a white lie? Yeah. Like, I, like you know? I would love to know what the question is. Like, what was the question I, that, that spurred this answer? I don't know. Maybe it's just like, what was the worst sex you ever had? Maybe. I like, to his credit, he does say only when she's on top. Mm-hmm. Right? So like, Which maybe, maybe was like the part of his brain that was like, no, dig up. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe it was also just sort of like, he, you know, he in his head, he's like, the best sex is with her, except when she's on top, that it's not good. You just have to be a special kind of dumb. And and I'm not saying that it's impossible for someone who's not an idiot to say this because we all say stupid shit, especially when we're drinking and like wrapped up in sort of like the oh moment. Yeah. And maybe like I would love to know if one, she had said something about him that he mm-hmm. felt salty about and was kind of like backfiring with or if like two, everyone was ragging each other's partners and he was like, oh, we're cool, too. I'll do it. And then just shat the bed. Because obviously you didn't love that. Yeah, like I would love to know if it was meant intentionally or if it was just meant to like, you know, it was meant like as a playful, haha, you know, we all hate our wives kind of. Yeah, kind of thing. Or maybe he's so awkward and he wanted to bring it up. And this was the way he thought was the best way to do it, which, again, I think we can both say not not the best way to do it. Our advice will never and has never been. Wait until you're playing a drinking game with your friends and then hope that you get a moment to bring up your sexual problems with your partner yeah. in front of everyone they know because then they have to act on it. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is bad news and you fucked up. I don't know really what I could. I think like you definitely need to have a talk with your partner and be like, hey, so what you said the other day really hurt me. And mm-hmm. I need you to know that. And, uh, you know, what I mean, and hopefully he will apologize. Hopefully it'll be like, yeah, no, I fucked up. I said something really fucking stupid. And then hopefully, hey, bonus, maybe you guys can address what you're doing when you're riding him. Yeah, but definitely don't like let this go. Like, don't be angry and silent. You know what I mean? And then get to it in a few weeks or whatever. Bring it up. Don't be afraid to be like, hey, what you said was shit. Yep. You know what I mean? What you did. I don't like true or not. That's not the way this should come out. And like, you should have the wherewithal to care enough about my feelings to not kind of like embarrass the shit out of me in front of my friends. Yeah. Once that's done and once hopefully he acknowledges that he's done wrong and hopefully acknowledges he will not do it in the future, then you actually have to talk about what he meant and, you know, hopefully build on that, which sucks because it's like after being embarrassed and being upset, you it's not exactly the mindset where you're like, cool, now how can I fuck you better? Yeah. You know, but so maybe maybe give it some time. But, you, you know, I think talking about that is like if you don't deal with that, it's it's a wasted opportunity because I don't think he's going to feel confident bringing it up again. No. So don't pretend it didn't happen as well. You know what I mean? As, as shitty as it is, I think you should still work on that. I would love to like there are so many times where I want to be a fly on the wall of these questions of just being like, mm-hmm. I'd love to know what the vibe of the room, like did everyone laugh? And she kind of like had to forcibly be like, eh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or did it just like, just crickets. fall like a flat, like a fish. Just like, yeah. Whoop. 
was fall it like s- a fish. Wow, that classic new, phrase. The new dinner with a with a prince. What's wrong with my brain? Did it just meet silent like crickets? And everyone's like, mm, okay, next question, I guess. Yeah. All right, Brad. I guess it's your turn. And like the next one is like, do you like when your wife rides you? <laughs> oh <like>, no. <laughs> this comes from Wonder Woman and a bunch of numbers. Showing someone you're interested in a relationship without making it weird. I, a 27-year-old female, have not had any trouble finding, flirting, and getting guys interested. I do have trouble healthily moving from that stage to the dating stage. My lack of ability in this area has meant that I usually attract very confident men who are comfortable asserting themselves and moving things along requiring little work from me. And unfortunately, some of these men have been some of these men have been quite toxic. So I'm trying to find a normal, emotionally mature man. But when I meet a man like this and the chemistry is good, I end up freezing up and coming across as if I'm not interested. So they want to find a way to come across that they're ready for a relationship without seeming desperate because they don't want to ruin the chase. And also that isn't too serious because they're usually fun and flirty in the initial stages and they want to keep their flow. It's just a weird question because it almost sounds like they just do absolutely nothing usually. Like just absolutely nothing, and someone just kind of goes, "Nah, you're you're coming along for this relationship ride." Yeah, it certainly does sound like that, doesn't it? It, it seems pretty easy just to be like, "Don't do that." Maybe just say something. I, I'm worried that they're firmly like the the chase thing, ruining the chase or whatever. I feel like that's the crux of the issue. Mm-hmm. I feel like they one day went on seduction and we're like, "Oh no, men only like the chase." Like they listen to that fucking Taylor Swift song where it's like. Men only want love if it's torture or something. Yeah, there's one thing that I bet seduction is doing, and that's getting their advice from Taylor Swift. Well, I'm saying this person also. Uh, they got it from seduction and or this this Taylor Swift song. Um, and I think a lot of people are like to be worried about like, oh, I want, I've ruined the chase. It's like no one's going to be upset that they know that you like them unless they suck. And if they suck, you're doing yourself a favor. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, look, I get it. That initial phase of like, oh, I don't know if they like me or not. And you're like kind of testing the waters and you're being flirty. Like, I consider that the chase. Um, And I love that. That is a very, very fun part of the initial relationship. The chase isn't being vague or Mm -hmm. misleading or not communicating. Like, that's not part of the chase. Part of the chase is when you guys haven't quite gotten... Like, the chase for me is is when you haven't quite gotten enough information to know whether or not that person is into you. And it would be weird to ask. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, and the thing the is, chase. The, the chase happens no matter what. And it's very natural. And it's like that that period of just, like, excitement at the start of anything. It's not a thing you need to construct because it's going to be there regardless. Or prolong. And you trying to... Yeah, and you trying to construct it or prolong it is just you being so off-putting and also just, like, confusing. So the thing is, is like, I, like, I think the problem is, is you've confused what the chase is or mm-hmm. when the chase happens or when the chase is done. Because what you've described, the part that you're good at is the chase. That yeah. that fun, fun, flirty flow that you have, that's the chase. But then you're then not letting go of that so the dude is just like i can't i don't know if you're into me or if this is just who you are because you haven't done any running yeah you haven't done anything different so it's like Mm -hmm. for me i would i would probably read that as like oh this is just her personality there isn't actually a connection here she's just a fun flirty person and that's kind of like that's what our vibe is um granted i would probably also like at that point just be like do you want to grab a drink? Like I, you know what I mean? I'd hail Mary it. And if she was like, Oh no, thank you. Then fine. Whatever. Then we will keep this fun, flirty flow going. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I feel like she's saying a lot of people either don't do that or like, like that's the thing. It's like, if you get to a point and you know, you, you have been doing this little chase, but then they've never really slowed down. I, a lot of people are just gonna be like, okay, I'm not going to like put myself in an awkward position. I'm not going to upset her. I'm not going to like pursue her, even though it seems like she, doesn't want to be pursued and step away. And that's, I think quite admirable. Well, the, yeah, those are the emotionally mature men who are doing, exactly yeah. right. You know, and there's nothing wrong with like what Dame was saying, hail marrying it to a degree, but it's like, it sounds like she then just goes with people who will not stop pursuing her. And mm-hmm. then she's like, Oh, they do like me lol. And it's like, she just kind of ends up in a relationship, even in these situations without necessarily telling them she wants to be in one again, it sounds like. So that's, my worry is just that phrasing was very specific. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, there is no chase to be maintained, 
right? Like once you don't turn around, be like, hey, marry me. You know what I mean? Because she did say she doesn't want to seem come on too strong or make it seem too serious. And it's like, unless you're turning around and saying that, I think you'll survive. Yeah. I mean, like asking someone, like it's 2021. Mm-hmm. Ask the dude out for drinks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they kind of pissing me off because like you're just taking no responsibility for your shit. You know what I mean? Or like, I guess you're kind of trying to by making this post. But it seems like before that you weren't. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, a guy is going to pursue me and like. I guess he's going to ask me out and it's like, it's like, take responsibility. It's you, it's your life, it's your relationships. You should be able to at the very least participate. Yeah. And it'll be better for you because like when you have an active role, presumably you'll be able to weed out the people you don't want and more actively pursue the ones you do want. That's the thing. It's Both like, of which are great things. I don't understand why anyone like the, the idea of like the, it's still pertinent of being like, I'm a woman call me old fashioned, but like, I don't message first or like that kind of stuff. is like, it's so, it's so tired. And like, I get mm-hmm. it. Like it's, you know, you want to keep this air of sort of like the, the gentleman, the, like the male takes the lead, but it's like, why, what, like, what do you get out of that? Like, what, what, what is the benefit of this? This makes no sense to me. I I feel like the only benefit is like laziness or like, you know, it's scary asking people out. It's scary stepping up. But like one guys have to do that every goddamn. Well, not every day unless you're seduction, but you know what I mean? Like we've been doing it our entire lives. And like you, you know, you guys should be more than able to do the same thing back, you know, take control of your own sex and dating lives because just waiting for the person, you know, who again, Great people can reach out first and great people can take charge in a relationship, but like also not great people do that quite a lot because the hallmark of, of not caring about someone is like pushing past perceived lack of interest, etc. It's like when you're being passive, it's, you know, there's a larger chance maybe of, you know, attracting a worse person because they're not going to care about, not going to sit back and be like, oh, maybe they don't like me. They're just going to be like, YOLO. Yeah. There's no harm reaching out to the people you like because then, yeah, sure, they might be shit too, but like, at least you find out. At least you're active. Yeah, you need to decide what you want. And if it's to, like, if you find someone you like, then pursue that. Don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't don't play this weird game of like, they got to get me. There's a chase. It's like, no, that's not how it works anymore. I mean, it does. Yes, the chase exists, but it's, it's not as prolonged as a lot of people think, as I've said. So take a little bit of responsibility. If you want to stop being a, a passive participant in your relationships, then be an active one. It, it really is that simple. And I know we joked about that being the answer at the beginning of this, but really at the end of the day, all you have to do is turn around and, and the guy that you're having this, this flirty fun with be like, Hey, let's go grab drinks after work. Yeah. You've done it. You did it. Boom. Now that's so easy, yeah. That dude's gonna melt. Like anytime a woman asks me out, it's the best. I'm I'm always I, I'm always so enamored by it. I'm always so impressed by it. I'm like, okay, cool. I feel like I I give women like a leg up against other women when they do that because I'm like, chances are you're like you're not held up on like weird societal norms. Like you're doing something that you want to do because you want to do it, and you're confident enough to do it. And it's like confidence is sexy. It's not just like confident guys aren't sexy, like overconfident women. Confident women are fucking sexy as hell. It's like, what could be more confident than stepping up and doing this bold thing? Like, it's awesome. It's it's really great to see. So, you know, I'd like to see him more. Yeah, ladies, tell you right now, ask that guy out. Do it. Do it. And like, if it doesn't work out, who cares? You know, a lot of things don't work out. But I mean, like, that's, that's like, literally, like, that's just dating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. So I have two of the exact same question. Okay. One is, how exactly do you ask for consent to kiss a girl without sounding like a loser? I believe it'd be weird asking someone, can we make out? And is it okay for a guy to ask, do you want to kiss me on a date? Um, no. I mean, like, I... Oh, I, it's not okay? I, sorry, yes. It is entirely <laughs> okay to ask consent to kiss someone. I think there's a level of confidence that you need to say it with. I don't like if you do it meekly, I think it's going to come off weird and creepy a little bit. But I think that I mean, my my go to was I I never really asked of being like, hey, can I kiss you? I would always just say, I would love to kiss you right now. 
I wouldn't go for the kiss. You know what I mean? Unless the, you know, the feelings and the vibe was there. But like, mm-hmm. um, if if I wasn't sure where I stood with someone, I would just say, I would love to kiss you right now. And if they were into it, guess what? We'd be kissing. And if they weren't, they would either like, you know, they would look away. They would, they would giggle shyly or, you know, they would make it clear either verbally or non-verbally that that was not also something they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Which might change later on. And the best thing is, at least by then, you've kind of expressed your interest. Yeah. So like balls in their court. And it's like, if they don't want to, that's fine. If they do want to, it's like, you've already like mentioned the taboo subject. Um, I think 100% it's a thing I always do because it, like waiting for the right moment and like angling and like you, you get weird when you're trying to be like, okay, if I stand here, or if I like go here and I put my arm and like, you know, you kind of like, they know what you're trying to do if you're like weirdly like tilting your head, and, like staring at their lips and like trying to like zone in for the right time or you just wait till the end when you hug them and then it's awkward. Like, you know, all these things are not great ways to do it. Whereas you could just be like exactly what Dane said. I will say, don't do what I have done upon occasion and be like, I was like, would you mind if I kissed you right now? And they said, yes. And I said, oh, okay. And then <laughs> they were like, what? And I was like, I said, would you mind? And they're like, no, I mean, yes, kiss me. So don't phrase it in that weird way. Cause that's definitely happened to me like twice. Um, make it a simple yes or no when yes means kiss and no means no kiss. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't get weird with it. Cause that, it was very funny. Like they thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. The ice was well and truly shattered after that. Um, but yeah, just, just make it straightforward. And I think Dane's way is very good because it's confident. It's flattering. It's nice. Your intentions are clear, but like, you're also not asking them a question. That's the thing. It's like, uh, the way, the reason I would do that is because it wasn't, there we live in a, a time where asking someone something there's still a lot of pressure like women still feel a lot of pressure to say yes to things and i don't like putting people in a in a yes or no situation of being like can i kiss you because i don't want anyone to ever think like like oh if i say no this could go badly so also like even even then it's like no seems like very rude right can i kiss you no yeah. And it's like you're not really giving them any other option than yes and no. And no could could cover like a variety of things. But like it is almost like very black and white when not everything is. Yeah. So like I would always say I would love to kiss you right now. Um, and I would sometimes say it even when like kissing them wouldn't be super appropriate. And that would be my cue to like hold their hand. You know what I mean? Of Like I would do it. Uh, I, like some, at church. At church. Uh, you know, family gatherings. Um, when there's another person standing directly in between both of your faces. <laughs> but but things like, so one when of the times I married. did it was, <laughs> uh, was at like concerts and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to stop and make out in the middle of like a concert of like a band that we both really like. But like, you I'm know, missing out. just leaning over and saying like, I'd love to kiss you right now. And then holding their hands. Like, I think that's also a great way to build sort of like a little bit of sexual tension. You get like, you get like the butterflies from that. At least I do. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. It's, it's like, it's similar to being like, Oh, I would love to fuck you right now when you're out. And that's like, you're constantly thinking of, you know, with people that you're already having sex with yes. or having a very flirty, positive thing with not just random people. Um, obviously I don't think I need to state that, but I felt the need anyway. Um, it builds anticipation. Cause that's all you're going to think about until it becomes, you know, a reality. Yeah, so I that that was like my rationale before behind like not saying can I um, state your intention, and then they have every right because like you know also the the more like casual the situation is like if you're at like the door at the end of the night, there's a little bit more pressure. But like you know if you guys are just at a bar and you guys are like really vibing, and you know maybe the lights looking great on her, you got candlelight, dim light, whatever, you could just like from across the table be like I would absolutely love to kiss you right now and then like there's no pressure but like you've put it out on the table you know I, mean? no, I would say like if you guys haven't kissed yet maybe try to say that at a time when you could kiss them yeah because you know i feel like if you do it at the wrong time they might get confused because like if you want to kiss them but you can't they'd be like what or like maybe they're like oh no he's gonna kiss me at this really awkward time <laughs> yeah true you know um i think it definitely works more 
after like that kind of building anticipation after you've kissed and like you want to do it again and it's mm. like a little oh it's coming you know but i think for the first one say it like the night's going really well you've progressed to your final bar of your pub crawl or whatever you're sitting in in a semi-dark bar and you're like side by side and you kind of just catch each other's eyes and you say i would love to kiss you right now and then you go in and you kiss and it's amazing or it's terrible because she's a bad kisser and you just said that in front of her friends because you just pulled the card and you had to do it. Oh. You had to do it. Yeah, instantly turn back. Like, yeah, her. Bad kisser right here. <laughs> Real bad. She's so bad, guys. I got the card, though. I got the card, <laughs> though. I had to say it. I had to say it. You're bad. You're not good at this. <laughs> Man, is there anything worse than a bad kisser? Uh, bad kissing is terrible. I but, think like, I, would, I would take someone who's not great in bed over someone who's not great at kissing. Now, kissing is part of being good in bed, though, you know, so. But like, imagine having like really good sex and she's on top and she's killing it. And then she's just like, just like tongue fucking you. You know what I mean? Like it would completely ruin sex. Whereas like if I was having a really solid makeout during a lackluster sex session, I don't think I'd mind as much. Fair. That has nothing to do with the question. It's just something I thought about. No, it's true. Work on your kissing game, y'all. Work on your kissing game. Get out there. When you're fucking someone, say, I would love to kiss you right now. And then don't. And then don't. Them. Give them the old one, too. Uh, you got one for me? Yeah, this is Inner Cow, and it's kind of like a freeform question. Oh. All right? Unexpected truths about having sex? Unexperienced here. Just want to ask, what are some other realities about having sex that I should be aware of before doing the act? Anything you've discovered that you might want to share? Um... I'm trying to think of things we haven't already said. Well, let's we'll we'll rapid fire some things like there's no harm in repeating some of the stuff we've talked about. One, the 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 first thing that I always like to tell people is it's clumsy and it's messy. Mm -hmm. A lot of people fun. Yeah, a lot of people think of like sex as porn where it's, you know, like they have their perfect angles like sterile. Yeah. In a sense where like everyone's clean and trimmed and there's no fat and it's like the perfect angle that your leg is tense and your vagina is shown to the world and your penis is glistening and you know uh that's not real life no and there's gonna be noises there's gonna be sounds mm-hmm. coming out of you you know you're gonna bonk heads every now and then like all these someone things, will fart one day yeah like all these things happen and they shouldn't like a lot of people get real weird about them but these these are like the those sweet, beautiful moments during sex that you should cherish, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. the moments that, like, again, we've said this a thousand times, the moments where, like, something silly happens and you guys are laughing but still fucking are mm-hmm. just chef kiss. Mwah, mwah, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. I live for those and moments. 100%. That's the thing. It should be, like, the onus should be on fun more so than, like, perfection. Because, like, sex isn't perfect in in that way. You know what I mean? Things aren't, as Dane said, like clean and and straightforward and like pristine and all that shit. It's like, it is messy and it it is all those other things, but like, that's why it's so great. So don't like strive for this weird, like porn perfection and like hit your angles and like stoically, like set your jaw and all this shit. Have fun with it because it is a collaborative effort. It's a team sport. And And I think that's very important. Yeah. you're, You're in this together. It's not... I'm fucking you, but you're fucking me. And like, they're separate, distinct things. You're both working together to do something massively fun. Yeah. It should be fun for both people. Yep. A hundred percent. One of the big things that, uh, cause I was with my first sexual partner for four years. I had never uh, had sex with anyone else. Um, so when I first started sleeping with people that weren't her after we had broken up, um, and we kind of had a question about this. I don't remember what it was about like the, you know, vaginas feeling different or whatever. I was mm. shocked at the variety of uh, sensations of like when I fingered someone, when I would go down on someone like the, it is really a, a sort of like unique snowflake situation, at least with women. But I imagine it's probably pretty similar for penises as well, where you're going to get something different every time. There's going to oh be a God. lot of similarities, but like you're going to have someone who's whose clit is like, you know, might as well have a neon sign on it and you can just, you know, go to town go to on town it. on that thing. <laughs> and then other times there are going to be times where it's like you're going to be like, I don't it's know meek. where this is. <laughs> it's like a meek, shy little maiden. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have people who hate when you do, you know, touching a nipple, for example, at the wrong time. You know, maybe they only like their nipples being or touched at all at the end of sex or never or at the start. 
You know, you might have someone who like just hates having a finger in her vagina. You know, mm-hmm. like the gamut of of different things that people like or don't like. Or you have someone who likes you biting their butt really, really, really hard. You know what I mean? Just on the butt cheek. And and that's strange to you and difficult. And maybe you're worried you're really hurting them, but that's what they're into. And like, yeah, I'm never going to replicate that with anyone else, I don't think. Because as far as I know, that's not a thing most people are into. But hey, and that's why I think being good at sex isn't about like, oh, you learned this one trick. Or making you know, people you, come. Like, you know what I mean? Like being like, oh, every, you know what I mean? Like I know how to make women come. It's like, great, cool. I'm sure they appreciate that. But like, are you fun? Like, is Well, is, even more than that, it's like, it's not like a, like even just being like, I know how to make women come. It's like, well, every woman's different. So yeah, you might be very good at sex, but being good at sex is being open and being vulnerable and being adaptive and mm-hmm. being considerate. And that's not what we mostly get told. You know what I mean? It's like the ability to give a shit and listen and be empathetic and, you know, put the work in and all these things are what's what makes somebody good at sex because everyone is different and you have to learn them and you have to care enough to learn them. Yeah. Yes. A new sexual partner is like a new video game. It's like you might know, you know, the the controls are probably pretty similar, but if it's a good video game, it's probably got their own mechanics. 100%. Something something new you got to learn. And it might like some people are a different genre of video game entirely, you know, yeah. and all your controls like now that's inverted. <laughs> oh, but like the thing absolutely is absolutely not. Absolutely not. If I get <laughs> inverted controls, I'm out. But like that, I think, is is the more like your mindset and like your willingness are way more important than like mystical like techniques, which to be fair, don't really exist. You know what I mean? No, it's like, again, I. I'm pretty confident in some of my abilities and some things, but like there have been times where I've been with women and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Like all the things that all my like superpower hits, all of my like, you know, greatest hits here are not working. So, and Mm -hmm. it's like at that point, that's when you talk, you know what I mean? That's, that's when the communication happens. That's when the sort of like figuring out and like, those are, those are so much fun. Yeah. That's the thing. Like learning how to pleasure someone is the best feeling. You know what I mean? Whether they're a new partner, an old partner, it's like when that like it's almost like unlocking a safe when you hear that last deadbolt clink into place. and You're like, hell yeah. Like there's no better feeling than just fucking rocking someone's world Mm -hmm. because you've worked together and because you care and because you can like intuit and be empathetic and like give a shit. And like that is far more important than most things you'll probably be told about sex. Yeah. And like there are times I'm, I'm really, really receptive to like heat. So like if it's really hot there's a good chance like I might not finish. You know what I mean? Like uh, at least way back in the day, it's not so much an issue now, but like back when I was sleeping with multiple different people and, and new partners and stuff, it was like the amount of times that like sometimes I just wouldn't finish, but still had a fucking blast. And, like it really does come down to like sex needs to be fun. At the yeah. end of the day, it needs to be fun. And and your definition of fun can be completely different. It doesn't have to be goofy and silly. Like, if you like just being absolutely manhandled, as long as it's being done safely and consensually, like if that's if that's what fun means to you, fantastic. But like, and fun can even mean different things to on different days. You know, what yeah. I mean? Like sometimes you want to just have a frantic fuck. Sometimes you want to go achingly slowly. Sometimes you want to like get weird with it. Sometimes you want to drop that like yodeling joke you made about sex like two years ago, and you know it's the perfect time to do it. Sometimes you want to have really bad allergies and just sneeze in a vagina. Yeah, don't do that. But sometimes you want to. <laughs> sometimes you just have to. Sometimes you don't. For new t- listeners, Dane once did that. <laughs> I yes, if you <laughs> not been, on purpose, no, and not not happily. Either. I have bad allergies, and it, you know, everyone knows when it happens, it happens. You can control sneeze. Um, I guess also just like sex isn't. I don't know. It is pretty important, but like when you're younger, or like sometimes over. Like just kind of over exaggerating the importance of sex internally can really fuck up ever getting sex or having fun with it. Oh, absolutely. As someone who required sex as validation for a large chunk of his sort of like like my 20s. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Like one of the most important things that you can do at an early age, especially before you've had sex, is realize that like having sex does not make you a better person 
or a more mm-hmm. worthy person. Or, also, not having sex doesn't make you a less worthy person yeah. or a worse person. Sex is sex is like a an add on if you want it. Sex is you know what I mean. Sex is something that is that should enrich your life. Not your life shouldn't depend on it. No, um, it shouldn't consume you or be that like gauge by which you measure how happy you are with yourself. And if you're not into sex, if you have no desire for it or don't like look for it, if, if, if sex isn't a priority for you ever or currently or now, that's fine. You're not broken. Mm-hmm. That's, you know what I mean? Like you're, it, it's things that happen to people. People go through cycles. If you are worried about it, talk to a doctor, go see a sex mm-hmm. therapist. There are things you can do. You're not broken irreparably. Take your time relax like nine times out of 10 we get so in our heads about sex and it's so detrimental to having sex and enjoying it so you could also be asexual either you know? absolutely and which again is literally nothing wrong with you no if, not at all if that's not something you want that's fine you can have mm-hmm. plenty of rewarding uh you know relationships and loving relationships without sex with the absence of sex it's completely possible Mm-hmm. so to you good sir thank you for not asking us to compare food to sex <laughs> thank you for just asking for things i it's i don't well, know that was actually the last thing i want to say sex is like you know when you go out for steak but then they only have shrimp but then the shrimp is like really good but then you realize you have a shrimp allergy but then it's like a good one and you also have yogurt back home which is also yogurt there. everywhere yeah yeah i'm excited for you i hope you go the right path and not the wild ass path that some people take with sex. Um, good luck. We love you. Hell yeah. All right. I think that's time for tenders. Time for tenders. All right. I'm going to hit you with one. Okay. Um, so we, we go through tender profiles. We point out the good, the bad, and the horrifying. Um, this is, I believe, a hinge snippet. Uh, my real life superpower is being able to smell when a turtle is around. The fuck? That's so that's upsetting to me because now I'm smelling like that that smell that's in like aquariums. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that that smell you smell. Mm-hmm. And that's upsetting to me. And it like it's a it's a sensory memory that I don't want any part of. What's your what's your grade? I'm going to give I like I know with Hinge I know there's more to it, but with this mm-hmm. this snippet of it, I'm going to give it a strong 3. Really? Yeah. See, for me this is very intriguing. Because it's a wild statement to make. And I, I need to know more. I, you're correct. And the best part is, the person who shared this also shared the snippet of them asking for more. <laughs> Fantastic. Joe, I'm going to need some more info on this whole turtle thing. And he says, so basically, I was just born with a nose that can track turtles. Like, people don't believe me until I'm usually sitting somewhere and then say, there's a turtle near. And then I find the first try. Don't know why, but it's my hidden talent. That's fucking wild. Doesn't answer any more questions than yeah. Really, <laughs> I mean, like again, I I don't I hate it because of the the sense memory that it's bringing up to me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like it's pretty cool. Like I, I would love to be able to do that with something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like imagine just being like, "There's a chipmunk nearby." Oh man, I would love to smell chipmunks. I bet they smell lovely, like popcorn. I bet they don't. Probably not. They're but... a wild animal. <laughs> uh, yeah, wildly cute. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine because it's fascinating. Um, this is Raha, um, and they want you to take on me. No, sorry. Didn't I was going to make a Raha blast joke. <laughs> um, look, you don't want me fat and flat. I don't want you short and bald. Don't be a baby. There's someone out there who finds your George Costanza looking ass adorable. Must be minimum 183 centimeters or six feet to apply. Yes, yes. Very shallow. Blah, blah. Just take the honesty and go. Recently returned after or recently returned after working three years abroad. Will likely head out again next year. But until then, what it do, baby? And then a winky face. 100% not trying to be your wife. Uh, I'm giving it a zero. Okay. They seem like an asshole. They seem like a very bitter, judgmental asshole. It's it's tough for me because like I, I think it is kind of funny. Um, but at the same time, it's like, if that's the crux, like if that's what you're putting on your Tinder profile, it's like, that's all I'm getting of your personality. And it's like, I I have no idea. Like, what do you do for work? I don't know what you're into. I don't know. Like, well, she's into people who are a certain height and that's it. Apparently. Yeah. Like that's not bald. So I'm going to give it a, I'm giving it a two because I, I feel like we could come across far worse than this. So I'm not giving it a zero. 
Yeah, but it's like they're being like they're making jokes, but they're making jokes about like kind of shitty things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I don't necessarily find it funny. I don't know. I'm just saying someone who rolls in with some like crazy ass KKK Nazi bullshit is going to get a zero before she does. Well, I'll give them a minus 10. I'm just hedging my bets. Okay. Uh, This is Demetria. And again, it's another like I think this is a bumble snippet. My greatest strength is knowing all the moves of fuckboys and narcissists. And that's like that smile with the like drop on the forehead. Hmm. Okay. Something tells me maybe, maybe you don't. <laughs> I don't know if that's a rude thing to say, but I feel like anyone who's always like, I, I hunt fuckboys are also the people who exclusively date terrible people. Yeah, I, I feel like it's... Probably one of those things they tell themselves to feel better after yet another fuckboy shows up yeah. on the radar. It's like, nah, I know their moves. Um, I don't love it because it it kind of like it's not expressly this, but it's it's got it's reminiscent of that like weird like bitter like energy of like, oh, why are men all fuckboys? And like, it just you feel so you sound so wounded and jaded and bitter, and it's like. I don't need to know that. That's your greatest strength, really? There's nothing else you can bring to the table? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it'd be, five. it'd be cool if you were trying to make friends with women, but, like, as a dating profile to attract men, like, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. I'm giving it a three. Uh, this yeah. this is Hillary. Gyms are reopening, and if you don't swipe right, you'll be swor- sorry. I plan on becoming a solid six. <laughs> I like that. I do, too. It's a ten. Yeah. It's a little disparaging but like i can sense the humor in it i hope i like it that's very funny this is trish i have goblin energy hashtag bald girl summer (laughs) my my obsession with iced coffee is borderline problematic 10 i don't need my life is a mess but i'm funny and give excellent back scratches you gotta take the good with the bad i have a toddler so there's always snacks on hand christmas is a season and i will not be convinced otherwise disclaimer i am not a chill girl i have all the opinions they come out loudly we'll fight i'll cry buckle up Oh, God damn it. I know. It was so good. Up until that last section, even the toddler, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, if you have kids, it. it's fine. If you have snacks, it's even better. It's also a really fun way to say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I like until the end of being like, I, like, I don't want to fight with my partner. No, like, that's and not... also like fights can happen and fights will happen. And that's fine. But fights like being like, oh, we'll fight. We're going to. It's yeah. like no to definitively like, say it's that fine. this is the the uh, like a part uh, like a mainstay of our relationship before it even like starts is not yeah. like I've been with Amanda for six years, mm-hmm. and I think we've had like three fights. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's and they were important ones. I, I well, no, I think some of them probably most of them are bullshit. Um, but like we probably had like three real fights. Yeah, but like fights happen. And, and, and that's saying, yes, no one's, those are, those no one's are, saying that. Those are an unavoidable thing of living with someone or dating them or being with them. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to happen. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, to ima- like to imagine that being a like a distinctive trait of our relationship. Uh, no, no. Yeah. It could have been so good, Trish. Goblin energy, please. Right? Bald girl summer is fucking great. Is she bald? Uh, goblin energy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She got like a buzz. Like a shaved head. head? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's checking it's all awesome. the boxes. It's such a great profile that, like, I remember when I read it to the end, I was like, ah. Because, like, look, I have all the opinions. Cool. Like, no one's asking you not to have opinions. They come out loudly. Uh, what? Like, okay, you can have opinions and not be weird about it. We'll fight. I'll cry. Buckle up. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Maybe that's so sad. Hey, maybe that's goblin energy. <laughs> no, she likes to set things on fire and hates horses. <laughs> um, this is Therisha. You never, you never gave it. Oh, a it's a one and a ten at the same time. It went from a ten to, I'd say, it's a yeah, yeah, one. It's a <sighs> out of ten. Uh, this is Therisha. Let's grab Boba, so you know I like having balls in my mouth. Yeah. And her Instagram and five two. <laughs> okay, I think it's funny. Um, I'll I'll give it a ten. Yeah. I like it. Whatever. Yeah, I I'll give it a seven. Yeah, it's it's funny enough. I like the like sexual energy in there. You know? Yeah, little wink, 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 wink. And lastly, for me, this is Dana, MMA all day star, not a casual. Now is she saying 
she's not into casual like relationships, or she's saying she's not a casual MMA fighter. I'm pretty sure she's saying she's not a casual about MMA that she in fact wants all day. Yeah, listen, I'm cool with you having hobbies, but like, if I'm gonna have like a quick little snack before work, I don't want to be thrown into like a rear naked choke. And that's why me and Dane don't live together. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> like, if you're MMA all day and not a casual, I feel like I'm going to get real hurt. It is weirdly aggressive. You know what I mean? It does sound like you are going to fight me. Constantly. Non-stop. Yeah. yeah, like just an onslaught until, I guess, like, it's like survival mode, I guess. Horde mode, but it's a horde of one. Yeah, it's like, if I just tap out, will you stop? Or is it like... That's when the relationship ends. Yeah, you take... <laughs> It's not a breakup, it's a tap out. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I'm quite quite intrigued. It's terrifying. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a six. Also, she has incredible abs. I mean that doesn't surprise me. Incredible. I knew she was not a casual just from seeing them. I assume um, that like I'm giving it a, a seven. I assume all of her body has abs. Basically. Like she flexes her arm, it's just boom, a six pack. This is mm-hmm. uh Somto. This is my final one. And Somto says, Nope, this app has brought me bad luck. <laughs> no, what do you do what just uh, perfect the perfect profile the my picture, first 11 the picture is like the branches of a tree looking at a window <laughs> it's pretty good what's what's happening with this person's life Somto, please just get off tinder you don't have to be here you don't you don't have to unless be here. Well, maybe so, they do maybe they do and that's what's brought them bad luck it's like the the lottery numbers and lost <laughs> It's like uh, the one wandering businessman who can only date on LinkedIn. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening, friends. This has been our episode. We're all done now, but we do have some time to thank you for spending time with us, for contributing to our Patreon, for everyone who has uh, checked it out or uh, has has signed up. If you enjoy the show, maybe consider uh, swinging on over to patreon.com slash fbuddies or visiting us at fbuddiespodcast.com, clicking the Patreon link and, uh, you know, Helping your boys out. Uh, we also bumped into our first like listener in the wild the other day, which was absolutely fucking cool as shit. So hell yeah for that. Yeah. Yes, that was very wild. Um, Love it. If you have a question for us, you can hit us up on that same website, fbuddiespodcast.com. Uh, hit our contact form. You can fill out your agent name. You can uh, let us know what you what's on your mind. You, you could just say hello if you want. But if you have a question, we'll keep it completely anonymous. And... If you want, you can sign up to your Patreon, get that priority access. Otherwise, we will answer your question as soon as possible. And that secret episode is coming soon? Yes, it'll be at the end of August, uh, the first episode of Pillow Talk. So you haven't missed out on anything yet. You still have a chance to get in on the ground floor and get the first episode of our bonus podcast, Pillow Talk, uh, like as soon as it drops. But, Hell yeah. But you, it's only till the end of August, and then, then you're a, a late adopter, and everyone will know. We'll still love you. <laughs> we'll still love you. I, we will, but they, they'll know. They'll know. They won't. We won't tell them. We won't say a word. It's between me and you. Uh, thank you to Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. Uh, you ready for some terrible bad sex right now? I sure am. This is a comment from online. I there, There's no context, but you don't need it. Sorry, but any man who says they don't care about whether a girl has a flat stomach or not is lying. They absolutely care. And before any angry feminists try to attack me, don't even bother. Wanting a girl with a flat stomach doesn't make us bad or superficial. It's just evolution. It's not like we can help it. If a girl has that bump on her stomach, it's a dead giveaway she's lost her virginity. And even if some guys nowadays try to deny it, a virgin female has always and always will be the ideal date for a man, ideal mate for a man. That little bump is their uterus showing, and it appears when a man ejaculates inside her vagina, because when the sperm enters her uterus, it will swell so much it becomes visible through the skin. Take it from someone who's taken his fair share of virginities over the years, lol. Non-flat stomachs are only ever hot if you're the reason they aren't flat anymore. Not including pregnancy, because pregnant bellies, frankly, look gross. What? This person is, I think, the biggest scientist known to man. He's got all the facts. I'm glad that we don't, like, record this with video, because the face I made during that was a contorted, twisted mess. Because every... Like second, it continued. Oh, it I, just got worse. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't be more upset by. Does he think that someone who's got like washboard abs are all virgins? Like that's what, <laughs> like also you know that you can have sex and not ejaculate inside someone, right? Like this person has to have never had sex, right? 
I think partially the reason why he wrote this thing was so that he could say, oh, as someone who's taken lots of virginities, it's like, I've dude, got them stacked up, baby. I got all dude. those virgins, that big belly virgins. Yeah. What? Fuck me. This is terrible. My name is Dane Miller. And I'm not spaying. I'm very sorry I brought that to the episode. And we have been your fuck buddies. <laughs>